Good morning, Evergreen family, and welcome to our Sunday service where we highlight our worship arts ministry. <laughs> My name is January. For those of you guys joining us for the first time, welcome. I am the worship arts pastor here, and this is... My name is Mide, and I'm um, one of the worship leaders. Mm, okay, and today we're just going to be real. We're going to talk about what it's been like for us throughout the pandemic, what we're kind of looking forward to um, and dreading, yeah. and all the different things, kind of our process, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, and a little bit more about ourselves as well. Hopefully, we won't bore you to death, and if we do, just catch up back on it next time. Yeah. Um, so to begin with, Mide, how about you begin by sharing just some bullet bullet. Point. I always say bulletproof, bullet proof. which is, you yeah. know, but I anyway, bullet points about ourselves. About me? Yeah, you first and then me. Great. Okay. Oh, my name is Mide. <laughs> Again. Um, let's see. I got started doing worship ministry when I was like 13-ish with my twin sister, Lade, who you guys have had. We've had her here. Um, she led worship with me um, one week a few months ago. Um, but we started when we were teenagers. We led worship all throughout college and well, high school and college. And we were on our chapel team at our university. And where? At GCU. Straight up. Lopes I'm, up. I, actually. I'm and the, the has to come out. Anyways. Lopes up. Um, so we did worship there on our chapel team together. And we also, during that time while we were in college, we served at um, Hillsong Church in Phoenix. Mm. Yeah, and then I decided to come to seminary here at Fuller. Ooh, we don't know what Fuller is. We here don't know at what Evergreen. Fuller is. No one at Evergreen. No knows one what at Evergreen. Is. No one knows. at Evergreen's ever yeah. heard of it. Been there. <laughs> um, so I go to Fuller still, and still, and I before I started classes, I applied to be on the chapel team at Fuller. So that's where I met January, and. That's how I ended up at Evergreen. During pandemic, well, as pandemic started, she asked me to help out on vocals and keys for a few songs. And then a few months later, I, I came on part of, as part of the team. Mm. So, yeah. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I got hired here. And so you can hear more about my story if you go back to um, our, our service featuring membership classes. It's just like a plug-in. If you haven't yet watched our services, watch them. I think they're great. We... we we, we work so hard. hard. We work hard on them. Yeah. If you like us, watch the services. Please. <laughs> like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. But um, on that note, actually, let's talk about how it's been throughout the pandemic, mm -hmm. like how we have produced our services, what it kind of entails on a weekly basis. Like, yeah. Mire, you have said to me many a times, you don't like church in pandemic. Yes. Yeah. First of all, what are you missing the most? I'm missing... I am a very not this is not <laughs> to be taken in the wrong way yes like carnal person okay go on like i just like to be around people and oh. feed on people's energy and you know touch people and but like you know pandemic so, pandemic camera lens yeah, yeah no community yeah no community no touch and the thing is, i was all, like you know i was looking for a church i hadn't found a place where i felt settled mm -hmm. when pandemic started so it was extremely hard 
to not feel tethered to anything mm-hmm. as that as mm-hmm. pandemic was starting. I was just by myself. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that because I had essentially just gotten hired and maybe like three or four months into it and, and just starting to get into the swing of things, people were just starting to trust me as their worship arts at that time director. Mm-hmm. And then we had to move everything online and it was a completely different process, yeah. right? And so I think I shared kind of at QCM and at different things at times, but basically we kind of are always working on two services at one time. Yeah. So basically 10 days before Sunday, we start really honing in on the details of what the service order is going to look like. And, and also I just wanted to clarify for people that the worship arts ministry, our team, especially, we're not just in charge of music, right? Because as I like to say, worship is not, it's not music. It, it's a posture before God worships a series of posture before God. Um, and it's a direct response to both the seen and hidden uh, activity of God in our world, right? That's, you should notate that. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You know, it's turned into a meme. Yeah. Doot, doot. Anyway, so because of that, right, we had to set in all the details, set in everybody who's going to be a part of it, at least 10 days in advance. And then we record music. Mm-hmm. And then we have Joel, who was like mixing all of the different layers, all the different instrumentations, our harmony lines together. And everyone is throwing in their videos if they're leading a prayer or if Pastor Jason has a sermon, they all upload that. And then we have to edit that, put that all together, throw in background music, graphics. If we do art, then like showcase our art pieces, do final mm-hmm. checks. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy, right? Around an average of how many weeks or how many hours do you think it takes a week? to produce a given service, you think? I feel like you are, I mean, you're already working at least 40 <laughs> to 45 to, to 50. I mean, it's never below, it was never below that unless we had a really nice, easy week. Yeah. Let's, the editing alone, and I didn't come into the, I didn't start helping you actually edit until later on. The editing alone, well, that's the big part, big part of it. Oh my gosh, it takes so long. So if you combine us, it's, it's like, crazy. Like seventy, like seventy. How many? Okay, how for like let's say even a given music take. What right. was the highest number of takes you took for like one song? Like fifteen. Fifteen takes. Yeah, singing the song over would, and over. I would. There are so many times you can see it on video. I the sun's going down as yeah. I'm recording because it takes me so long. The makeup is starting to. Sweat the makeup off. looks to here. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, and this is like low key. <laughs> I don't want to throw like Jason under the bus, but Jason would submit his takes to me, his sermon sermon takes, and he'd be like, "Sermon, take 11. I'd be like, "Brother, brother's been preaching for like four hours at this point," you know. I feel that. Yeah, so it's it so was kind of crazy. It's been it's been crazy. Yeah. It's been a lot of work, and so now that we're kind of going into reentry, kind of coming out of pandemic, like, how are you? How are you? <laughs> Um, I am relatively okay. Okay. I tell everybody I'm okay. <laughs> um, like I was saying before, I, throughout pandemic, I haven't, um, had anyone really close to me that I've lost, which has been, um, a blessing, um, because I think most people can't say that at this point. Um, but it was really hard. Mm-hmm. I th- so starting a life in a new city, in a state, like, on the opposite end of the world from, um, not, not the opposite end of the world, but across the sea from like my sister and being at the other side of the country from the rest of my family was very difficult. And um, 
it felt impossible to to be grounded in anything as pandemic was starting because mm-hmm. I felt like I hadn't had any time mm-hmm. to actually figure things out here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was, so it was hard, but I had, you know, Evergreen being one of the spaces and you being one of the people that um, stepped in, you know, during that time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely had people hold me to the ground. So mm-hmm. that's why I came out okay. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, no, I, um, I'm doing okay too. I, I honestly felt like I think uh, I shared a lot near the beginning of pandemic in our recordings. Like I felt really lonely. I felt really mm-hmm. isolated because also like I was coming out of a church community of like 12 years that it invested in and I was transitioning into a new one. And just when I felt like I was just, just getting to know people, the, the stay at home thing happened. And so I think it was kind of just almost repressing the amount of loneliness that I felt and also the lack of like physical contact, which is why I think we became so close mm-hmm. because you were literally one of the five people that I saw almost mm-hmm. like every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We couldn't help mm-hmm. but be close. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a love-hate thing. Um, <laughs> okay, for you. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think for sure I dealt with that as well. Like the feeling unanchored or untethered to a community and... I'm personally really grateful for my chapel team, my Fuller Chapel team, mm-hmm. who just anybody actually, I guess, that I worked with, because um, that that really became our work became our mainstay in a weird way, and our work became something that really grounded us and kept us together in contact with one another. And in the same way, I'm so grateful for my Evergreen staff mm-hmm. and family. Uh, I think we became really close really quick, uh, quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, right now, I think I am going through a little bit of a, a burnout. Mm-hmm. And I think looking ahead into re-entry, like I feel some like panic, right? Because now I'm so used to pandemic church life. And to have to break that and start something that's not going back, but start something new, mm-hmm. it's just a lot. I feel a lot of pressure. I feel a lot of expectation, mainly for myself, not necessarily from even from Evergreen. Um, yeah, just this kind of like, what is church supposed to be like? As a worship arts pastor, how am I supposed to to lead people um, even as we deal with, you know, Delta variant for COVID, even as we deal with the fact that things are still not quite what it used to be, right? Like, I don't know. These are tough questions that I kind of have to ask, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in in our friendship, right? Because again, we know each other the best, I would say. <laughs> um, throughout this time how would we describe each other in three words okay gosh I hate things like this you, how would you describe me in three words I would describe January Be nice as energizer bunny just kidding energizer yes. bunny energizer bunny no no but you know that burnout that you were talking about it's because one of the okay one of the words I would describe you is relentless in good ways and bad ways so you just you know you're a workaholic we'll keep that out of the three words okay um, relentless remember yeah relentless Uh okay next you know next (laughs) okay we'll move on we'll move on um i would say virtuoso i think you're probably you're still the most talented person that i know and you have like the heart behind it which is why i think Uh it, it sets you apart you are you have so much soul in the music that you make um, and then third word, third word, the hardest word, <sighs> what'd I say? Mean. 
beautiful, yeah, smart, yeah. Um, those are also three. Okay. Well, (laughs) if it takes too long for you to think of a third word, I will go on to describe you. Mina, I would say, is um, quirky. Um, Mm. I mean, what you see on camera is so not exactly the entirety of who Mina is. Off camera, you are even more of a ham. (laughs) Someone who is able to entertain, make people laugh. Mm. It's just unashamed to be who you are. You'd be singing on top of your lungs. Uh, oh my gosh, this is kind of off the uh, you know off the record, but not really. Now it's on the record. It's on the record. We went to Disneyland the other day, and we were walking down. I think we were we were walking down Main Street. Main Street. Anyway, so she started to sing Ariel's aria. Oh wait, we weren't. Uh, oh yeah, we, oh, we, we were. And then, we were in Disney California. Yeah. Anyway, so she started to sing the aria from Ariel, Little Mermaid. Yeah. And a little girl just turns around, and her jaw is just like. And she keeps on staring at Mide. Mide is like oblivious. And then the girl's like, wow, you are really good. <laughs> so anyway. I tricked the little girls at Disney World. Yeah. They turned around and thought they, it would be This Ariel. is what Ariel actually is, who, who she is. So anyway, I meant to say unique, but that's my way of saying very talented. Talented. Oh. Yeah. And then I just say really like a rock in her family and your friendships. I feel like you are the rock that keeps people together. So. Oh, You've been nice. my rock throughout the pandemic. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and then maybe as we head towards the last portion of our, of our conversation here, um, let's assess our ministry and kind of our needs, right? Like, how would you view our ministry, worship arts ministry now? Mm-hmm. And what do you say are, are some of our immediate yeah. needs and maybe hopes yeah. for the future? You answer that first. Okay. Okay. Um, sure. Since I'm the worship <laughs> arts pastor. Um so assessing our ministry, uh, we've, we've done a lot of actually downgrading, if you will. So throughout yeah. the pandemic, because we've needed a lot of technical expertise and we needed to keep it a tighter, just a smaller in number in general, we really had to downgrade in size and number. And also people have just moved on, right, in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so we've lost a lot of members, if you will, on our team, which mm-hmm. is why every week there is a shout out and a call out for volunteers, for artists, for musicians and whatnot. Um, but I also feel like our team is very, very talented. I, I feel like our team is so capable. Um, we make gold out of dust. And mm-hmm. I think it's a testament um, to, you know, your commitment, to Joel's commitment, to Mitch's commitment, to Andrew, David, um, Kenna, and, and a few members who, who are kind of helping us throughout this time. Um and I feel like we're also really flexible, adaptable, and open to change, right? Mm-hmm. Because every week something had to change in the process. Every week something last minute would happen. Mm-hmm. And so we need to cover. Uh, we went to write new content. Mm-hmm. We wrote our original songs. We produced EPs, even throughout our own fatigue. Mm-hmm. And so I think that speaks a lot to our commitment to our craft, our creativity, and and obviously to worshiping God. Like there's something really genuine and grounded and... and um, something that kind of shows our hunger, I guess, for something more. And I really have appreciated that. Um, But our needs really is we need more members Mm -hmm. to join us. We need people who are willing uh, to sacrifice time and to give away their talents and to do it for the sake of the body more than anything else, right? And so 
I think my prayer is that we will be able to become a ministry that is thriving and flourishing both in our creativity, but also in our number. And that we'll become a family, not just a, a unit of people who are performing, but really family that's mm-hmm. able to, like us, like grow in mm-hmm. our friendship and grow in our relationship with one another. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What about you? Be honest. You <laughs> came in as, as an objective person. Yeah. So. No, I feel like I feel like a lot of it is the same. I, I wish I could have could experience how things have like you know went down before i got here um but i think it's really special to be a part of a place where there isn't like there isn't a necessarily an expectation of what worship is going to look like every week and Mm -hmm. i'm sure i mean probably that's a lot that's mostly due to you and what you've the 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 vision that you've implemented in your in your own ministry and the decisions that you've made in the way you choose to go but mm-hmm. um i think it's great that like everyone watching at home uh, for the most part are willing to receive what we have to offer mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i pray can trust in what you and i feel like we want to address mm-hmm. where whether it's um you know what's going on in the world or um even like personal things that we that we include mm-hmm. um, i mean we're talking about like justice oriented yeah. things yeah, like yeah, being yeah. being unafraid to talk about it as yeah. a church family address mm-hmm. it in just like a sunday yeah. service yeah, yeah yeah and i hope and hopefully i i hope that people recognize like that is part of our worship experience mm-hmm. um dealing with those things together um and that so that being said like because we've had it's been so bare bones for us so much of the time we are allowed to just strip things back and um and you know it feels intimate and at the same time there's not a lot of pressure you know it's just like you know right there's just an exchange right like i know like people will receive this well i feel like a lot of people a lot of people have commented the most well to services where it's just you on a keyboard Mm -hmm. and singing a song and then we we showcase like a portrait Mm -hmm. of you know someone that we've lost and we Mm -hmm. mourn together right things like that like when we strip it down people are really able to get to the heart yeah you know things so and i agree with you too so when it comes to our needs i 100 percent i'm like it's just people. Yeah. It's just people. Like, my biggest hope is that Evergreen has um, has a creative community. Like, mm-hmm. within the church, there is a group of people that are dedicated to uh, making this experience happen and, and, and you know, and um, pursuing God's presence and and pushing boundaries when it comes to the times. However, we gather together, like the people, like the creative people that make that happen. Um, I really, really want that. You know, me and you is great. I think we've got, you know, we've got a good foundation, but we would love more friends to come help. We need more friends. <laughs> like, or if you, <laughs> even if you don't play instruments or you don't want to sing, especially if you don't you know, play instruments, right? Even if you don't, I, and you know, if you don't do it, feel like you do anything creative just come hang out with us that would be great unless you're too distracting because you're easily distracted yeah as am i (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah yeah, that's what that's what i really would love just yeah for our ministry to become just a regular worshiping friend-based community yeah that'd be great yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, so I, I again, I'm thank you, Mide, for sharing all that. And I hope, again, that this was, you know, enlightening for everyone to hear. Mm-hmm. And maybe you got a taste of what we're like. We're still being way too polite right now. You know, yeah. off camera, we're, we're rude in the loving way, in a Christian-like way. Um, in a Christian way. Yeah. I think maybe... Yeah, one last prayer request is, yeah, pray mm. for us. Uh, Mide is actually still a student at Fuller Seminary, and she's got, you know, three more classes to go, and yeah. it's been tough, I think, to focus and stay on track throughout the pandemic and whatnot and things being online all the time. And, you know, she's, again, away from her twin sister, her brothers, and her family. So, you know, um, mm. if you could bless her journey and, and pray for her as well, that'd be great. And for me, yeah, like I said, uh, I'm, I feel that pressure every Sunday. Like I said, I'm not just in charge of the music, but because I'm thinking in the overall picture of how do we really anchor our our times of worship together and what's going on in the world around us. Mm-hmm. How do we remain relevant, but also how do we respond in a way that feels like it's evergreen? Mm-hmm. Like we're not pressuring ourselves to feel and respond to things in a certain way. That's the, the right way, mm-hmm. right? Like we're still evergreen. So how do we be authentic to that? And how do we also still continue to chase after a vision of God that breaks through just our traditional modes of looking at God, right? Like, those are all challenges that I face on a weekly basis. So I need inspiration. I need energy. And I also need to be able to rest well, which Mm -hmm. I'm not really good at doing. So, um, yeah, if you could cover us and cover our ministries and, again, our needs for more volunteers, more creatives to come and just be our friends and family, that would be great. So thank you. All right, Mia, will you sing us out? (laughs) <laughs> oh my god I'm just kidding <laughs> thank you I'm just kidding yeah you can <laughs> alright and cut, cut.